Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, Psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Welcome to Mission Evolution Radio Show with Gwilda Wiaka, bringing together today's leading experts to uncover ever-deepening spiritual truths and the latest scientific developments in support of the evolution of humankind. For more information on Mission Evolution Radio with Gwilda Wiaka, visit www.missionevolution.org. And now, here's the host of Mission Evolution, Miss Gwilda Wiaka. Dear friends, this is Mission Evolution Radio Show, where we share innovative thoughts with today's leading scientific and esoteric experts supporting the path to unity and enlightenment. I'm Gulda Wiecka. This hour we'll be exploring Reclaiming the Wise Ones, Evolution of Elderhood. I'm not sure how it happened, but over the ages, we've been robbed of one of our greatest treasures, the wisdom of our elders. In the past, entire tribes and clans would gather around the fire, listening to their treasured and revered elders share the experiences of a lifetime. Now, our latest, greatest, newer, the better, throwaway society gathers around a television or sinks into their individual noses into a cell phone to the exclusion of all around them. As a result, the elders are disregarded, and that valuable custom has been mostly lost. How can we reclaim the wisdom of our elders? Is it up to the young ones to seek it out, or are the elders being called to redefine their purpose, remain involved, and refuse to be forgotten? With us this hour to explore the evolution of elderhood is Ron Pevney, author of Conscious Living, Conscious Aging. Embrace and savor your next chapter. 
For 40 years, Ron has been dedicated to assisting people in negotiating life transitions as they create lives of purpose and passion. He's the founder-director of the Center for Conscious Elderly, based in Durango, Colorado, and is a certified saging leader. Ron has presented many programs over the past 15 years for people who hear the call to age consciously. His website, centerforconsciouselderly.com. Ron, thank you for joining us on Mission Evolution. Well, thank you, Wilda. It's an honor to be with you today. I'm so glad you're here. What is a certified saging elder? A leader, excuse me. Well, one of the the pioneering organizations in helping to create an empowering vision for aging in today's world is Saging International. That's S-A-G-E hyphen I-N-G uh, dot org. Uh, and the organization is Saging International. And um, their work is, is based on the pioneering work of Rabbi Zalman Shachter Shalomi, who, along with Ram Dass and a few others 20 years ago, is uh, is credited with uh, basically starting the conscious aging movement. I've been involved with Saging International for quite a few years in various capacities. I really believe in what they're doing, and I support them. And... Um, uh, I became a certified saging leader as a result of that involvement. They have a year-long training program that helps to prepare people to take the message of conscious eldering, uh, they call it saging, into into the world. And so part of my preparation for the work that I do uh, through the Center for Conscious Eldering uh, uh, is grounded in uh, what I have learned from Saging International and uh, in my experiences as a certified Saging leader with that organization. How did you uh, first become interested in life transitions and elderhood? Well, I first became interested in life transitions uh, a long time ago, uh, probably back in about 1979, I think it was, that I I really found, uh, after a, a, a dark night of, of, of deep searching and uh, and no clarity, I finally found what I was, was so urgently looking for, and that was my sense of calling. And that calling was to help people move through life transitions by helping them enact uh, rites of passage. And I had the good fortune to uh, study with and apprentice with Stephen Foster and Meredith Little, who in many ways are the people who uh, brought uh, rites of passage back to our modern non-native world. Uh, and, and so I began way back then offering um, wilderness rite of passage experiences to help people move through life transitions and to, uh, and to grow and be empowered by doing so. And uh, then fast forward uh, a bunch of years, and uh, about 17 or 18 years ago, a couple of wise elders, um, about 15 years uh, more elder than me, and uh, certainly I felt wiser than me, uh, asked me if I would join them in creating a rite of passage program to help people, uh, to help usher people into elderhood. And uh, so I joined with Ann Roberts and Wes Burwell, and we created a program called Choosing Conscious Elderhood that at that time took place in the wilderness as a wilderness vision quest for uh, basically for people over 60. Um, I discovered as the years went by that that truly was my work. Aging is very much on my radar screen as I've you know come to accept that I am aging and I see the challenges and opportunities of that. And, um, and now I'm, I'm devoting my energies uh, as completely and uh, passionately as I can uh, through the work of my Center for Conscious Eldering to help people uh, move through and grow for, through that big transition between midlife adulthood and uh, that life stage, that developmental stage that I and others call elderhood. Why do you think we as a society uh, got away from taking advantage of elder wisdom and start viewing our elders as something to be surplused? Well, I, I think there are a lot of reasons for that. But one of the, one of the reasons, I believe, is that uh, as, our, as the so-called modern world became more and more secularized, um, we more and more have have moved away from some of those deeper understandings of what constitutes uh, real value in human beings. As we became more secularized, 
I think we tend to, um, uh, uh, it's almost like we tend, we tend to view people like the machines that have come to dominate our lives. And these machines, when they're young and new, you know, are, uh, uh, they function beautifully to accomplish whatever they're supposed to accomplish. And, uh, uh, but then as they get older, uh, they tend to break down and, um, we just replace them. So we value newness. We value constant innovation. And I think we have come to see ourselves in the same way. Uh, uh, as we get older, rather than somehow growing in a new way, you know, some, somehow uh, growing spiritually and growing into the kind of wholeness that's possible for us as human beings, as we get older, we're not able to contribute to the economy uh, in the same way that uh, maybe younger people were able to. We're seen as less valuable. Our wisdom is seen as uh, less valuable, uh, you know, if we don't know and understand, for instance, technology in the same way young people do, uh, by and large, we are seen as not having as much value for our society. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is, you know, as, as you and I both know, that is such a shame because the value that older adults can bring to our society and to the world is absolutely immense. Um, what what effect that, have you seen that this trend has had uh, of towards devaluing our elders? What what effect has this had on society as a whole? Well, throughout throughout most of most of history as we know it, throughout most of human history, there has been a meaningful and an important role for people of every age, people of every developmental stage in their community. Uh it's it's never been the case that a whole group of people have somehow been devalued and not had a meaningful role and not be ex- and not haven't been expected to play a meaningful role in their culture and here we are in the world we live in today where we have tens of millions and we've all heard the statistic 10,000 baby boomers a day are, are turning 65. Tens of millions of people in the United States and in the so-called developed world where there is not an honored role, uh, um, there is not an expectation of service and contribution and growth. Uh, all these people not able to contribute all the wisdom and skills that have been developed over a lifetime because there is no role for them to play to do this. And, uh, my God, with, with the problems that our world is facing these days, we need the wisdom and skills of everybody. And I think in particular there's a, a very valuable place for the particular wisdom that can only come from a long life and uh, come from that process of really seeking to grow and to grow into wholeness certain qualities that elders can bring to the world that younger people can't just because they haven't lived long enough. And, you know, things are changing out there for sure, but if how can we uh, expect to move forward if we haven't can't, you know, pay attention to where we've been? And the elders hold that, don't they? Yeah, that is, that is right. That is right. And you're right, you're right, Gwilda. Things are beginning to change. Um, that is so encouraging. I really... I, I think that slowly but surely we're moving toward a tipping point where we're going to recognize that we need to honor the gifts and the wisdom and contribution of elders. And we're seeing that, you know, with, I mean, there are so many books coming out and so many TED Talks and so many articles and so many workshops and retreats that are all working to change this disempowering paradigm of aging that has sort of, uh, uh, sort of ruled for the last several generations. I have a lot of hope that in the way that other uh, uh, tipping points are being reached in so many uh, different aspects of our our world culturally, I think that's the case too. We'll have to look at these aspects on the other side of a commercial break. Ron and I will return shortly, so don't go away. You're listening to the Mission Evolution Radio Show, coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xedbn.com. Dot 
It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by shaman worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, Sonny Boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, Sonny Boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Path Home Shamanic Art School proudly presents the Gathering of Shaman 2019 Fall Retreat, Manifestation Samhain. Join me, Certified Shamanic Instructor Gwilda Wiecka, in the magnificent Colorado Mountains this November 2nd and 3rd for a life-changing event. Participate in unique teachings and ceremonies that will put the power and magic of shamanic manifestation into your hands. Sit in circle with like-minded individuals, sharing group energy and the power it generates. Classes will be held in a facility next to the beautiful, majestic Arkansas River, further empowering the experience. Space is limited, so reserve your spot today. For more information, visit findyourpathhome.com or email touchin at findyourpathhome.com. Hello again. This is Mission Evolution Radio Show, missionevolution.org. We're dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. Our guest this hour is Ron Pevney. His website, centerforconsciouseldering.com. Ron, you know, it occurs to me that um, everybody dreads aging because it's not honored anymore. And then when we find ourselves in the horrible situation, oh my goodness, we're 60 and over, a lot of people just kind of give up and lose their passion. Are you seeing this? Oh, yeah, that is definitely the case. That's definitely the case. And, uh, you know, there there have been various studies done by organizations like AARP and other other uh, organizations that work with older adults uh, that uh, have really studied the viewpoints and the attitudes about aging that uh, uh, predominate in our society. And they find that the majority of Americans, for instance, view aging as primarily defined by diminishment and decline and loss and uh, ever-increasing irrelevance. Mm -hmm. And and, and that is so sad. Um, Sure, there's going to be diminishment and decline and loss. But the other side of that coin is that as we lose certain abilities, there are opportunities for other kinds of growth to emerge, and that's what this uh, developmental stage called elderhood is about. There's opportunities for us to, to deepen our ability to relate to others emotionally, uh, deepen our ability to see the bigger picture, uh, and to help uh, our society to understand um, how things fit together and what's needed so that we can create a world and leave a world for our descendants that's going to be be habitable and be healthy. There's opportunities for spiritual growth 
that are part and parcel of the life stage of uh, of elderhood. There's opportunities to, for mentoring and teaching and making a difference in so many different ways, even as we suffer losses and declines. So, uh, and I think that's the reason that there is, is, is we're seeing all around us, as I mentioned earlier, the, this, this upswell of uh, uh, a new paradigm of aging emerging from so many different quarters, because millions and millions of us, especially baby, baby boomers who's all, who have always been in the forefront of cultural change, don't want to just uh, fade into irrelevance. We want to make a difference. We want to thrive. We want to grow. Um, I'm really encouraged by what I see happening now. Well, that being um, the case, what is conscious eldering? What does that look like? Conscious eldering, as I see it, is aging with intention and purpose rather than just allowing ourselves to drift into getting old. And, you know, I think that most people, if, if, if I asked your listeners, you know, think of the word old and what comes up for you and think of the word elder and what comes up. And for so many people, something about the word elder is something archetypal that uh, is powerful there. It's something that we know deep in our guts and our psyches. It's something that uh, wants to emerge in us as we age, something we want to aspire to, something that has honor and meaning and purpose. Conscious eldering is, is um, an understanding and, and, and a view of aging that recognizes that this kind of growth and purpose and meaning is possible, and it takes work. It's not just going to happen just because we get wrinkles and gray hair. It's something that requires commitment. It, it's, it's a process of growth, and growth is something that always takes work, always requires us to stretch beyond our perceived you know, limits and comfort zones. But, but con- conscious eldering is a path toward reaching our, our, our wholeness and our potential as we age. You know, I think when I think of elder versus old, um, elder kind of brings to mind someone that has uh, a life well lived and they have uh, gained the knowledge from doing that. However, a lot of us have a lot of regret and don't necessarily feel that we have lived our life as well as we would like to once we start, you know, reaching 60 and beyond. How can we, we can transmute that, can't we? How do we do that? We can indeed transmute that. Uh, and, I, and I think that's one of the tasks, the uh, challenges, and the opportunities of, um, of moving into the stage of elderhood is to transmute that. Um, yes, indeed, it's the case that we, we have all made mistakes. We have all had shortcomings. There, we all have things that we can regret. We have a choice as to whether we're going to hang on to those regrets and those self-recriminations and... Um, and the resentments we, we hold toward others or ourselves, um, the disempowering stories we tell ourselves, we have a choice as to whether we could hold on to those or, we, or whether we're willing to let them go um, and, and to begin to tell us a story that can empower us as, uh, as we age. Like, for instance, uh, if we take a, take a look at certain things we have done or or not done in our past that we view as real mistakes or that really caused us pain or that caused others pain. Yes, it may be true. It caused us pain, caused others pain. Maybe we could have done differently. But we can adopt the perspective that all these experiences were part of our own heroes and heroines journey, our journey of growth. And we can learn from them. And we could learn from mistakes we made. We could see how that we could use those as tools for our growth and for the development of the kind of wisdom that as elders then we could share with younger people. Because wisdom isn't something that just happens just because we've had a bunch of experiences and gotten old. Wisdom is something that happens as we've worked with the experiences, we've seen what we have learned, how we have grown through them, and then we're able to communicate that to younger people who haven't had the wealth of experience we have had. Well, this kind of brings so me lot, to the, the, next, the next angle. You speak of a life review regarding aging consciously. Would you go into that yeah. a little bit for us? 
there's a very natural tendency in all of us, I think, as we as we you know get into our 60s, 70s, you know, start to move out of midlife uh, adulthood, a tendency to to be thinking about the past, reflecting about the past. Uh, it's just going to come up naturally. But oftentimes in our busyness, you know, uh, the need to constantly be active, constantly be doing, and with all the noise we surround ourselves with externally and internally, we don't give ourselves the opportunity to really take a look at the past and see what we have learned, what, what we need to let go of that's not going to serve us moving forward, and what we really do need to take with us moving forward. And so we could support this natural tendency uh, uh, toward introspection by doing various uh, kinds of life review type of things in a conscious way. You know, like one example that uh, a lot of people use is over a period of time, uh, they decide that they're going to take a look at their life perhaps in, in seven or ten year segments and look at each segment and ask themselves questions and write about uh What's the main thing I learned? Who were the biggest influences during that particular time in my life? What were the most uh, uh, meaningful experiences? Uh, what brought me the most joy? You know, what brought me the most sorrow uh, during that time? Um, to take a look at our lives in this whole way, we gradually begin to see our life uh, not just as a bunch of stuff that happened randomly, but there are patterns there. There are certain things that uh, throughout our lives we've had experiences that have helped us to learn these particular things. And that's part of the growth and the wisdom we could take into elderhood. But we don't, um, if we, don't, if we te- don't take the effort and we just live in regret and try to forget about it, then all that wisdom and all that right. richness is just left behind in regret, isn't it? That's right. That's right. And the same with our gifts for a whole lot of people um, – you know, I've seen I've seen a lot of older people because I did I did a lot of oral history work for a while with older adults in our community. A lot of older people, as they age and are no longer in their careers and no longer, you know, uh, being seen as relevant, a lot of older people forget the strengths and the wisdom and the gifts and and the talents that uh, have been part of their life. And life review is a way as we age to really get in touch with some of that nobility and that strength that we had and to realize that that's still in us and we could still tap that um, in our elder years uh, with whatever challenges and with the opportunities that we have. I mean, if it's nothing more than saying, well, that didn't go well for me, you might want to relook at approaching that yourself to our younger people. If we don't claim and transmute our mistakes as we view them, we don't have that as a tool, do we? That's right. That's right. And if we don't, uh, if we don't uh, uh, have the willingness and make the effort to forgive, for instance, us and others, that's going to be just like a ball and chain that hangs around our neck uh, as we move into our later years, sapping our energy. And doesn't and gratitude fit in there, too? I'm sorry, say that again? Doesn't gratitude fit in there, too? If you can let go of the, the regret, then you can learn to be grateful, and then you own it. Yes, yes, indeed. Gratitude is, 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 is so critical, I think, in freeing up our energy to um, uh, to to move into the fullness of elderhood rather than have our energy somehow stuck in the past. And I think a reason a whole lot of people as they age, you know, retirement age and above, who seem to lose motivation and lose energy, lose it because their energy is still stuck in the past. It hasn't mm-hmm. been processed. You're carrying around this ball and chain. Well, we're That's going to... Real dra- We're going to have to address the ball and chain after another quick pause. Ron and I will return to our discussion shortly, so you stay right there. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show. We're coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, 
Join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 20... The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Eight years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests. The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Welcome back. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show, missionevolution.org, bringing leading-edge information supporting the path to enlightenment. We're speaking with Ron Pevney, his website, centerforconsciouselderling.com. Ron, what are life transitions? Let's go into that a little bit. A life transition is any significant change that happens in our lives. Um, uh, where we know that somehow we are not and we cannot continue to be who we have been and uh, we, something else wants to emerge, uh, we're not quite there yet and the transition is that change from one life status to another. And there's you know, certain... You know, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, it, it seems like in every indigenous culture there was a lot of attention was given to ceremonially helping people go through these transitions and we've kind of gotten away from that. What, what effect do you think that's having on us? Oh, I think that's having a hugely detrimental effect because uh, as we move from one stage of life to another, you know, for instance, youth into uh, into early adulthood or midlife adulthood into into elderhood, as we move through one life stage to another, uh, there are changes that want to happen inside of us, inside of our psyches. And rites of passage throughout history have always been various cultures' ways of helping us to recognize what these changes are that need to happen, uh, help us prepare for these changes, help move us through them, help empower us uh, and give us strength as we move into the next stage that wants to emerge. And if you don't have uh, meaningful rites of passage, you don't have recognition of, of the need for support in moving through these kind of changes, then uh, people, uh, as is so often the case in the modern world, just kind of just kind of blunder through life, uh, sort of moving forward, but in many ways staying stuck, at least emotionally and internally, where they were. And I think okay. that's why there are so many adults in our society who are really still uh, adolescents or kids and I think that's why there are there are so many people, even even with gray hair, 
who have never really grown out of childhood or youth because they have never developed internally. They've never had support in doing this. Well, not only don't we support, you know, get support from the outside, but what about everybody in the community acknowledging the transition? Because oftentimes we stay in our family of origin patterning. You, you see people go back to their family of origin and all of a sudden they become childlike because the family itself has not honored the person changing uh, positions or ages or, or um, functions. Um, so isn't this affecting us on all levels? Yeah, it, it's affecting us on all levels and uh, to, our, to our great detriment. It's, it's sad to watch. And, you know, the beautiful ceremonies and rites of passage. We have a few. You know, we have graduate from high school and or we get married, you know. But, boy, they're just not as many as they used to be. No, and, 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 and you have to think about what the essence of a true rite of passage is. In, 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 I guess, what you might call traditional rites of passage, it has always involved uh, putting a person in a situation where... Um, they, there is real challenge where they really, really have to dig deep to find those new qualities in themselves, those new strengths that will help to move them into the next life stage. You, know, you always think of the image of the, like the Native American young person going up on the mountaintop for three days. I mean, that, that pushed them to the limit and required them to dig deep, uh, and they would emerge from that with having found a whole new sense of strength, having gone through that ordeal or initiation. And you take a look at what we call rites of passage these days, and um, my goodness, they don't require us to dig deep. I remember as a, as a young man, uh, you know, 12, 13 years old, undergoing confirmation, you know, in the Catholic Church that, I were, that was my religious upbringing. And that was supposed to be a rite of passage. But all it really was was uh, memorizing a few things from the catechism and then the bishop coming and tapping me on the cheek and, and imbuing me with various spiritual qualities. It didn't require me in any way to dig deep. It was not, as I see it, a true rite of passage. It was meaningful and it was the best we have in our society, but I don't think it's enough to take us to those inner depths where we need to go to find strength and purpose and and spiritual connection to move us into our next uh, next chapters. Do you think going, you know, facing those challenges and going into those inner depths kind of initiates a life review from up to that point and on? Yeah, that, that's all part of the, part of that process. And in traditional rites of passage, a lot of the life review type of things kind of happened. Uh, in preparation before, for instance, a young person went up on the mountaintop or went in Australia, went on their walkabout, the elders, the elders prepared the young people. They helped them to do those kind of things that in many ways conscious eldering is about, to look at their lives up to that point, to see what strengths they've gained, prepare to let go and you, have, you have to let go of being a kid, for instance, and, you, uh, and, and emotionally, young people had to be willing to let go of that so they could move into, into adulthood. Um, and so that's a, an important part of the role of elders, uh, is to help initiate young people and prepare them to learn how to move through the transitions of their lives. And you have to move through them yourself before you can be of any use in that regard. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. yeah. So let's, what is life purpose? Let's play with life purpose for a little while. Well, I've had the good I've had the good fortune to talk with and to interview various people who study healthy longevity around the world. You know what makes for long lives and healthy lives, and they all say that at the top of their list is having a strong sense of purpose. And by purpose, what's meant is one definition is a reason for getting up in the morning that is bigger than just your own comfort and security. Mm, okay. um, something to aim for, something to apply our energies toward something that is truly meaningful to us, but that also makes a difference in the world around us. I think purpose makes the, 
when I look at those people that I really look up to as models for elderhood, the kind of elderhood that I, I aspire to, these people all have a sense of purpose. They all, they all want to serve. They want to make a difference. They apply their energies toward that. They are not just living just for themselves and their own comfort. And I think one of the real, you know, real losses in in the situation we're in now is there's this whole mindset that you know we we are of service. However, we're of service while we're doing our careers, but when we're done with that, then it's our time just to live for us. It's now our time to just enjoy, and and certainly there's it's important that we enjoy as we age. But that's not going to keep us healthy physically or emotionally or spiritually if we're just living for us. It's having a purpose of how we're going to somehow use our unique talents and gifts and energies to make a positive difference in the world. I think it is absolutely critical toward aging well. If we, you know, by the way the society has taught us at this point, you you do your career, you probably hate it by the end of it, you retire, and then you get to, you know, live for you. But that doesn't take too long to feel pretty shallow. And then people kind of start to deteriorate around that. Have you seen that? And is that why you're saying purpose is so important? Yes, I have seen that. And I, and that's what I constantly hear from all, all those uh, people whose wisdom I really appreciate, uh, uh, and have helped to guide me as I, as I've gotten clear on what conscious eldering is. Purpose is absolutely necessary for, uh, well-being. And there, there are studies. Your listeners can maybe, maybe just do a little googling on this, but there are studies that show that those who have a strong sense of purpose live longer, are physically healthier, have a greatly reduced risk of developing Alzheimer's, um, uh, have far less depression and anxiety. Uh, having a sense of purpose is 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 is, is like the most valuable asset we can have if we want to age well in in every aspect of our being. How can we find our purpose, though? I think think we need to get get clear, um, a little bit more clear in a definition of purpose. I think a lot of people have the idea that purpose is, you know, some grand crusade or mission that we've got that's only ours. And I think for many of us, that is the case, that there is a special way that's uniquely ours that we can make a difference in the world. But if we don't have a sense of what that is, one really powerful uh, mindset that we can create, and I got this from maybe some of your listeners and you are familiar with uh, Richard Leiter, L-E-I-D-E-R, who's written many books on purpose and is considered the, the guru of purpose. Richard said the mindset that helps you to, it helps set the stage for finding our unique expressions of our gifts. The mindset uh, is one of having our primary commitment each day Our primary motivation be, today I am somehow going to grow and I am somehow going to give or serve. We're going to take another commercial. We need to to take another commercial break, Ron. I'm sorry. Ron and I will be back shortly, so don't leave us now. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. 
Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not-so-secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hydes can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit IconQuality.com. Did you expect your business to flourish, but instead it plateaued or didn't get off the ground yet? Would you like to achieve massive goals and discover new sources of income within your business? When you're ready to experience that type of success with fast results, Cindy Hendricks is the business coach for you. Her work with entrepreneurs and business owners has been life-changing. To get you and your business where you want to be, go to imaginemoresuccess.com. Has the fear of public speaking stalled your business or personal life? What would you give to develop and maintain supreme confidence? Have an invaluable private program to always perform at your best. Imagine how you would feel. You can have all that and so much more today with Thomas Hyde's life-changing course called Number One Fear Unleashed. Visit NumberOneFear.com and be liberated from your fear of public speaking. Welcome back. This is Mission Evolution Radio Show, bringing together gifted people of service to the world. To suggest a topic or guest, email us, info at missionevolution.org. We're speaking with Ron Pevney, his website, centerforconsciouselderling.com. Ron, we were just getting into purpose and mindset, and that was getting pretty intriguing. Would you mind continuing with that? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, the mindset that helps us to... Uh, to live with purpose and uh, keeps us open to finding what the best expressions are of our gifts, you know, our own unique purpose. The mindset is one of, of service and growth and having that be our primary motivation for each day. And if each day we're looking for opportunities and there are plenty of them around 
to somehow grow and to somehow serve, then we're living with purpose. And as we do that, if we pay attention, if we, if we quiet down enough to really reflect on, okay, what, what, what that happened today somehow really seemed to bring me alive? What seemed to really spark something in me? What seemed to, to be asking me to engage more with it? Uh, gradually, we'll find those things that really seem to have meaning for us, and we'll find, uh, we'll get more in touch with our, our specific gifts, uh, those ways of giving those gifts that, that bring us most alive and that make it make a difference in the world. Well, it sounds like we're now we're talking about passion, aren't we? Like follow your passion, you find your purpose. But we tend to lose our passion as we age. How can we turn that one around? I think a lot of us tend to lose our passion as we age. But I don't think that that's an, an inevitable result of aging. Um yeah, I think one of the best ways to uh, uh, approach this multifaceted topic of passion is to really um, is to say that each day there are things we do that sap our energy or drain our energy or basically kind of numb us out. And there are things we do or can do that really help us to feel alive, that really seem to... Um, to feed the passion rather than draining the passion. And an important part of what we teach in our conscious eldering work is the importance of really paying attention to how each day we live and what do we do to feed our life energy, which is the energy of passion. What are those things we do that kind of just drain it or sap, a, uh, you know, sap it or numb us, and how can we change them and let them go? Just one example, um, the people we hang out with. Do we spend a lot of our time with people who are real drains on our energy, which saps our passion? Or do we more and more spend our time with people who seem to bring us alive and bring out the best in us, which feeds our passion? And one, Just one more quick example. Do we spend a lot of time watching over and over fear-inducing news programs that just drain us because fear drains passion or do we spend our time nourishing ourselves with uh, experiences and images and books and films and poetry and music and whatever helps to to feed our energy to feed our passion and so a good place to start i think is to is to take a look at uh, what do we do that feeds us and what do we do that uh, that drains us every day you know, you speak of the importance of legacy in conscious aging. What do you mean by that? By legacy, our legacy is the mark that uh, we leave on the world, that we leave on others. Uh, what, what the world is going to remember about us having lived and a lot of people, unfortunately, think that uh, somehow our legacy, you know, as, a, as people often understand the term, is something we create before we retire. And I firmly believe that there is a legacy of our elder years that can be incredibly rich. You know, the way we touch others, the mark we leave on the world, um, the way our uniqueness is expressed in the world during these elder chapters that can be incredibly important. Um, you know, David Brooks, the, the, the columnist, uh, writes beautifully about uh, what he calls resume virtues and eulogy virtues. And I think uh, when I talk about legacy, I'm not talking about the stuff you can put on your resume nearly as much as the kind of things they're going to say in your eulogy. How did you touch people? What qualities did you bring forth in the world? You know, that eulogy, I love that piece because, you know, this is mission evolution, right? So how does that eulogy, if we look at every day, how is our eulogy going to in, enhance the evolution of humankind? Um, can we transcend the being surplused and actually make a difference simply by having that mindset? Yes, I, I definitely think we can. Um, I firmly believe 
that each of us has embedded in us at the soul level. And I, I use the word soul. Some people don't use that particular word. But at the deepest, deepest spiritual level of ourselves, each of us has unique gifts and qualities that we are called to give to this world. And part of our elderhood is to come to recognize what those gifts and qualities are and how we can best use them to make a difference in this world. Imagine if all of us were in touch with that as we age, and we were giving those gifts as fully as we can. Imagine the difference that would make in the world. Imagine if we are indeed agents for conscious evolution, then each of us is helping to support this greater evolution of, of humanity by giving these gifts that our soul, that wise spiritual part of us knows is our contribution to this larger evolution. And that's what, to me, is the essence of what elderhood is about, getting in touch with that inner knowing, with those gifts, and being committed to give them as best we can for as long as we can. And don't those gifts come from our years that we've lived, that we've collected, the experiences? Yes, a lot of, a, a lot of the, the wisdom about those gifts, how to give them. Uh, and some of them are just deeply embedded in us, certain qualities of compassion and empathy and, and intuition and bigger picture vision. They're things, I think, that are embedded in us, that, and they've been informed by our years up to now, but now they can kind of come to their ripeness because this is the time when they want to, want to come forth as fully as possible. That's the gift of elderhood. Are the elders being called to redefine their purpose, remain involved, and refuse to be forgotten? Indeed. More and more people are feeling that, and um, that's why this paradigm is changing. So many people are, are feeling exactly what, uh, what you just said. I mean, it's like, not like we can expect the young ones to even know what they're missing at this point. No, but, uh, you know, one of the gifts of, of wise elders is that they can help young people to see what are the most enduring and important values and help young people to grow, um, help young people to get in touch with their own unique gifts, help young people to move through life transitions, share our elder wisdom. And it's a two-way thing. It's not just that uh, us elders are going to sit back and pontificate about, uh, about how life should be, but younger people can energize us, they can teach us, they can show us so many important things, and I think a, a critical part of conscious eldering is intergenerational work between wise elders and younger idealistic energetic people, working together in various ways to learn to make a difference in the world together. And therein lies the key to evolution, yes? I believe so. <laughs> How do you, we have just about a minute left. How do you see the world changing? Should our elders become more involved and our, and our younger people listen? Our elders should indeed become more involved. Um, and as we're committed to, to make a difference, to give our gifts, to, to live for more than just us, that's naturally going to find expression in becoming more involved. The critical thing is that it has to be done with balance, because one of the other callings of this elder part of life is to be more reflective, to be, to be inward, to focus more on our inner life and our spiritual development. And so we each have to find our own balance where we're making a difference out there, but we're also honoring all these other needs for inwardness and for for inner inner growth. And when young people see that uh, and see elders living in this way, I think we're going to gradually change the way the whole society views aging. Young people need models of people who are aging really well and who are proud of it and who are making a difference in the world. Yes, that, that example is huge. And if we consciously move through our life transitions, that gives them the reflection on how it can be done. That's right. That's right. It's an amazing time to be alive, isn't it, Ron? I think it is 
maybe one of the most amazing times in in human history, and I'm not just saying that myself. Many of those, like Barbara Marks Hubbard and others that, whose opinions I greatly value, say that, that this is a unique time in human history. Absolutely. The world is perched on a, on a knife edge between collapse and transformation. Well, as and I always, think that elders have a lot to bring to that. Uh, as Amen. As always, time has flown, though, and we're out of it. Ron, thank you so much for coming on the show. Our guest this hour has been Ron Pevney, the author of Conscious Living, Conscious Aging. Embrace and savor your next chapter. His website, centerforconsciouselderling.com. For our amazing past episode collection, visit our website, www.missionevolution.org. This has been Mission Evolution Radio Show with Gwilda Wiecka on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Join us next time as this mission continues, bringing information, resources, and support to our evolving world. 